Parsons, you're listening to No Names, All Game. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to either another episode of No Names, All Game or another segment in an episode that you were already listening to. I don't know where we're going to put this yet, but my name is Chris Hankin. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Pat Colicchio. We were recording this on May 19th. Who knows when you're listening to it? We're not sure, but this is the auxiliary section of the podcast. Uh, as most of you know, we are primarily a football podcast. We used to actually have our name said, No Names, All Game, a Penn State football podcast. We have dropped that. It's like when Facebook dropped the the. Um, they, they brought it back, though, so maybe that's a bad analogy, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, we, we, we love all we love They, all they brought back the Facebook? It's the it, Facebook not, again? Not for the website, but for like their incorporated company or something. They, they actually okay. changed it back, yeah. Um, but anyway, we support and we love all Penn State sports. We just focus on football. Um, but Pat here, Pat Colicchio, is our wrestling guru, uh, and I think he definitely knows more about basketball than I do as well. And both sports had some big shit happening since – we last recorded in January. It is now May. Um, so Pat, wrestling, I feel like, is much more important than basketball right now. We had some winners. We had some champions. Right we had now, a lot always, going on. Always will be. As far yeah, as I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I said I, right as now. a wrestler, not just as a, you know, as both a wrestler and a Penn Stater, it's always going to be more important as far as I'm as concerned. Pe- as Penn State, absolutely. Like, we're, Penn State <laughs> wrestling is, is God. It's like, well, basketball, yeah. listen, I love you, basketball. I love you, but wrestling is it. So, Pat, a lot has happened since January. Take us through everything we've missed. Yeah, so Penn State comes in second to, to hated Iowa at the NCAA championships. Boo, um, Iowa. You know, there, there's not much else this team could have done. They qualified nine out of ten guys, and that was really the difference. Iowa qualified all ten, and I, th- I think All-American at like eight out of ten weight classes. Like, they're just a historically good team. And honestly, like, it was a disappointment that they all, only All-Americaned as many as they did. Really? Um, yeah. I, it, it's, it was a really great team they had, including a guy who's like a generational talent, like, like a Kale Sanderson generational type talent. Oh, wow. That good. Um, but Penn State kind of stole the show uh, because on the last day, the championships take place on the last day, and they're the only things that happen. And Penn State won four out of the ten weight classes in the finals. And Iowa, I think, only won one. Yep. Yeah. So, like, yep. even though Iowa won, it felt like they lost because the last day was so bad to them. This uh, is this is the thing that has always blown my mind about wrestling and, and any kind of team sport. Like, this happens in track and field and swimming and everything. Like, you can win the overall meet or match or tournament or whatever you want to call it, but, like, another team can have much more individual winners, which is crazy. I get it. I get it because it adds up. It's cumulative, all that. Uh, let me ask you this about Iowa. So you mentioned they're like a historically good program. I know Penn State has been dominant, won many championships over the last years. Has Iowa been sort of like the second team behind us in the Big Ten or in the nation? Either, either second or third. It was, it's either been them or Ohio State for most of these oh. years. They so the Big Ten big, just runs shit. Oh, the Big Ten is – like if you think the SEC is good at football, the Big Ten dominates wrestling. Okay, like, okay. It, it's like of the top ten teams in the country – Usually, like six of them are in the Big Ten. Wow. Okay. So, so, yeah. so, it's, tournament comes up. This is NCAA finals. Like you mentioned, Iowa wins, but Penn State has yeah. four. It's, it's not unusual for guys to finish better at the NCAAs than they do at the Big Ten tournament. Why is that? Because that's how good the Big Ten is. 
Oh, oh, damn. Okay, I got it. I got it. Like the big, <laughs> the Big Ten tournament, they'll have to wrestle more good guys in a row. They go, they go through the gauntlet to get to the finals. Whereas in the the champ, yeah. the NCAA's, yeah. they can play some guys from other conferences. You'll you'll see weight classes where the guys who finish one through six at the Big Ten finish one through six in the, at the NCAA's. Like it, it's it's that crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it's okay. like insane. Okay, so take but, us back to the finals. Penn State qualifies nine out of ten guys. I believe we ended with seven All Americans. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll start with our champions. One thirty-three. Roman kicked off the event going first. Roman Bravo Young gets a like thrilling overtime sudden victory defeat over Dayton Fix, who is a guy who has been to the NCAA finals before and was a world team member two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Went to the World Championships for Team USA two years ago. And honestly, the refs kind of tried to steal this one from Roman. Hit him with two just maybe two. I mean, it's so long ago. I'm trying to remember everything clearly. Three, you know, two really bogus stalling calls. But then it doesn't matter. In overtime, Roman gets the takedown, secures the victory, starts everything rolling for Penn State. We moved up to 141 where he had Nick Lee, Avengers, his only loss of the season uh, to Jaden Ironman, who we lost to in the Big Ten Finals, out of Iowa. So it felt nice. Naturally. And, again, sudden victory. 4-2 oh. to for Nick Lee. It was – Lee kind of controlled the whole match. And you, you felt this way when you watched the Big Ten Finals. It felt like Nick Lee was the better wrestler. But Jaden Ironman won because of, like, yeah. You know, yeah. you ever watch one of those? Yeah. Was like yeah, the, yeah. The, right, the, the wrong guy won. That's how the Big Ten Finals felt. And, but Nick Lee put it together in, in the NCAA Finals. Ironman was completely incapable of taking him down. And Lee gets the, the sudden, sudden victory takedown, keeps things rolling for Penn State. Uh, explain to me real quick. Sorry. What, yeah. Sudden victory, explain that to me real quick. So it, it's, it's, like, um, it's like NFL overtime, the first person to okay. score in wrestling overtime wins. You get Got a takedown in overtime, match is over. Got it. Um, so both those guys did that, RBY yeah. and Nick Lee. Damn, yes, that's exciting. Did. That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> Ner- nerve-wracking, but exciting. Yeah. And so our next champion was at 174. 74. 74. Carter's true freshman, Carter Staraki. I believe he's a true freshman. Maybe he's a red shirt. I'm, I'm misremembering. Again, avenges a loss to an Iowa, Iowa wrestler from the Big Ten Finals. Let's go! Again in sudden victory. <laughs> oh, my. Listen, I remember. I, I was watching this. I was live tweeting it. I had no idea these were all sudden victory. Yeah. So my girlfriend was watching me watch these and thought I was an absolute lunatic. Was she about I was to break lo- up you? <laughs> losing, my, losing my mind. Yep. Three <laughs> sudden victory like national champions in a row. Oh my uh, God. Listen, all season Carter Staraki was like the overtime king. Fucking clutch Carter just all season was pulling out these overtime victories over guys he wasn't supposed to beat. Uh, he takes up Michael Kemmerer in the finals, a guy who went undefeated on the season, who he lost to in the Big Ten finals, and he beats him in three to one. You know, Kemmerer kind of. It was one of the, the – their Big Ten finals match was one of those that it wasn't close, but it felt like it should have been. Like, okay. Kemmer kind of 
got a, a couple of scores off of Carter's offense and then at the end opened it up off of like Carter having to make moves they normally wouldn't. And then, but, and you know, in this NCAA championships, man, Kemmer just unable to score against Carter. Great, solid defense. They went into overtime tied one to one. They each got an escape point. And then Carter locked up the takedown in overtime for, you know, cardiac Carter coming through again. Cardiac Carter. I love that. I, the kid must have had like five overtime wins this season. It was insanity. Oh, my God. And then 184, Aaron Brooks uh, took out Trent Hidley in controversial fashion. Um, what this was This was a match. It was low. I mean, Aaron Brooks was like pretty heavily favored, I think, in this one. Uh, he won an uh, NCAA championship two years ago as a true freshman. No, 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 sorry. He won Big Tens last year as a true freshman. Didn't get to participate in NCAAs because it got canceled. Um, but was sort of like the heir to the throne at this weight class. Okay. And he controlled the entire match, um, was, you know, controlling center, kind of just pushing. You know, he would shoot, get in on Hydley's leg, and Hydley would just kind of get out of bounds before he could score, which is like kind of supposed to be called stalling, mm. you know, kind of not sure there's a lot of controversy in what's called edge wrestling and college wrestling right now fans are very in in uproar about it but i i want to say brooks was up by a point with like in the last minute and Hidley, of course has to start pouring it on because he's got to try to score to win and he shoots brooks like close to out of bounds he's in on his leg and he goes to drag Aaron Brooks back in to what would have certainly been a takedown. Oh. And I don't know if it was intentional or not, but Aaron Brooks grabs the edge of the mat. Which you is, can't do that? No. Okay. I, I don't know. Able, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to be able to do that. And it also probably should have been a stalling call. <laughs> what, what, what happens when it's stalling? Do you lose a point? Or so you, first, you get, first you get a warning. And then after that, you start getting points. And okay. enough stall calls, they can actually disqualify you from the match. Oh, wow. But like, okay, so that's big. Yeah, I mean, really controversial that Hydley got no points out of this, um, this sort of exchange here. And then, but like, then it sort of goes back to, you know, Hydley could have been gotten called for stalling on the edge like six times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Brooks really controlled the match, but the ending was super controversial. But, you know, he, in the end, he takes a really hard-fought, tough match and Aaron Brooks is looking like a guy who can be a four-time NCAA champion at the Jeez. end of the day. Let, let's yeah. just say on the record, you did call this like a month or two in advance. You, you tweeted, you said, I don't make a lot of guarantees. Mark my words, Aaron Brooks will be an NCAA champion. And he was. Yes. Uh, so at the end of the day, uh, Penn State All-Americans at, I want to say, seven out of ten weight classes. Um, we That's pretty damn good. Yeah, very good. We didn't qualify anyone at 149, um, where we had Bo Bartlett, highly tattered recruit, but really too small to be at the weight class, and didn't start wrestling until late in the season at 149. He only wrestled about, I think, five matches there. Didn't end up qualifying. Did he come uh, from lower or higher? Came from lower. He was a 141, but we had the national champion there, so he moved up. Put on um, move up. Yeah, and but just didn't really put on a, it. He didn't really put on any weight. He just stopped cutting weight to move up. Oh, okay, okay. 
<laughs> and so it was, you know, it was a tough one for him, but he had some good results, just didn't have the Big Ten tournament that he needed to qualify. Uh, Robbie Howard at 125 uh, looks like looks to be Penn State's answer at that weight class. We haven't had any real success there since Nico Megalutis won an NCAA championship. We had the short-lived run with um, Nick Suriano, who came to Penn State for one year, transferred to Rutgers, became a national champion. Yeah. Um, and since then, it's just been like, couldn't find a guy to fill in the spot. Robbie Howard's definitely that guy. Uh, qualified the weight, went two and two, came really close to being an All-American, uh, beat some guys who he had lost to twice during the season. So overall, a good weight class, uh, you know, a good result there for Penn State. Yeah. Uh, we also didn't All-American at 165 uh, with Joe Lee, brother Nick Lee, redshirt freshman. The guy who's like, Always in the match, and like sometimes it seems like he should win, but doesn't hasn't quite put it together. Uh, we've got a big recruit coming in at possibly at sixty five next season, and Alex Facundo. Uh, so we'll see who is there. Um, other than that, at fifty seven, we had Brady Berge. Um, sorry, Brady Berge didn't all American either. He ended up he actually ended up having to medically retire at the end of the season. It's just a guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, you know, he, he was a guy who came in with a lot of hype and did some good things early on, had some issues with his shoulder, then got a really bad concussion. Oh. And just like one thing piled on top of the other for the kid, and he never really got healthy. Uh, 74, 84, I told you about. 97, Michael Beard came in seventh place. Solid finish for a freshman. Uh, he was a guy who also a lot of promise, could be real good. Uh, he came very close to finishing uh, to a win in the semifinals and, you know, being like, he, he had a chance to win the whole thing, but like just came up short. Mm. And then at 285 heavyweight, uh, Greg Kirkfleet, also seventh place. Uh, another guy who's a huge, he's transferred in from Ohio State, huge prospect. Uh, got hurt early in the season. I had like, I think he might have, there were like rumors that he tore his ACL and would Ooh. be out for the whole year. Um, ended up wrestling and I think just wasn't quite in the shape he needed to be in to yeah. at that level. So underperformed for what we thought he would, but a guy going forward who could, you know, be an NCAA champ and, you know, there's big things coming. Nice. Uh, you know, other than that, after that, we had Olympic trials. David Taylor wins Olympic trials, beats Bo Nickel in the finals. The Classic. Finals. So, uh, Penn State on Penn State crime. Exactly. Um, Bo had a great tournament, man. Obviously, David did. He won. Bo had a pretty big upset victory over Zahid Valencia, guy who I beat Mark Hall in the NCAA finals. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, David's our only Penn State collegiate guy on the Olympic team, but we also had Thomas Gilman and Kyle Snyder. Nittany Lion Wrestling Club guys who came from Iowa and Ohio State, uh, both be both gonna be on the Olympic team, and then Damn. obviously Bo Nickel is gonna be the you know he's sort of like the first alternate at eighty six. Okay, and if Jason, if Taylor can't go for some reason, yeah, something should happen, and then Jason Nolf will be the same thing, will be the the second alternate at seventy four kilograms. Okay, yeah, that's pretty so, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty, Olympians, man. pretty great tournament for the Nittany, for Penn State and the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Hell yeah, uh, and then. Little off-season news. I told you about Alex Facundo coming in at, uh, you know, around 157, 165. Other big recruit is a kid named Shane Van Ness, 
who is so good that as a high schooler, he wrestled at uh, at a chance to get to the Olympic qualifiers. He's that good. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's That's like, crazy. Uh, bringing in a kid like Shane Van Ness is, would be like the equivalent of like a Justin Fields kind of recruit. Okay. He, you know, a, a guy who maybe not first year, but like a guy you're going to expect to win a national championship at Penn state. And you're almost going to be disappointed if he doesn't win multiple ones. Damn. Yeah. Like he's that good. Embarrassment of riches. I love like, yeah. again, I'm, I'm never going to be a huge <laughs> wrestling fan, but I love hearing you talk about it because it just blows my mind. Like it really does. And then the other big news in the off season is Max Dean transferring in from Cornell. This Ooh. is a guy who came second in the country at NCAAs in 2019. Okay. And didn't get to wrestle this season because the Ivies canceled all their sports yeah. programs. And I think that's part of the reason he decided to transfer. Comes into Penn State. We're kind of not sure where he's going to fit considering – I mean, he, he, I'm sorry, he came in second two years ago at 184. We currently have the national champion at 184. So it's looking like either him or Brooks is going to bump up to 97. It's okay. really going to depend on what Brooks wants to do. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a team that, like, if anyone can knock off Iowa next year who's bringing back their entire lineup, let me tell you, it's going to be this Penn State team. It's going to be, it's going to be a real good chance. Uh, it's very – it's going to be one of the best team races ever, I think, you know, provided everyone on both sides stays healthy. Hell, yeah. Things are looking good for Penn State wrestling. Let's go, baby. Penn State wrestling. I love it. I love it. Um, that's incredible, man. Four national champions, one alum who is an Olympian, two alums of other schools who are now part of the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club who are Olympians, and two Olympic alternates. Yeah. I, this is a team that next year should have nine All-Americans, if I'm yeah. being honest with you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not on the wrestling train, get on. <laughs> Get on now and listen to Pat. Follow him on Twitter. He'll let you know where to watch, what yeah. to look for. That's fucking awesome, man. And for, for, for all our non-wrestlers out there, in All-American in the wrestling world, you finish top eight in the NCAA tournament. Which, again, considering how competitive the sport is, how many fucking people are in each weight class, it's still damn, damn good. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to win, I think, at least three matches at the NCAA tournament to finish eighth, depending yeah. on, you know, when you lose. Right, right. That's incredible, man. Shout out to our, our Nittany Lion wrestlers, Kale Sanderson. Um, there's something this year that happened. I think it was like 200th win or something like that. There's some – I don't know if that makes sense or not, but they, they celebrated something, I remember. I forget. He um, also now officially has – I think Penn State and him now officially have NCAA champions at every single weight class now that Roman Bravo Young has done it. Unbelievable. Shout out, shout out our guys. Um, anything else on the wrestling front? Uh, that should be all. Nice. Well, like I said, if you guys are not involved in the wrestling, at least at least keep an eye open. At least keep an ear open to it. Again, I'm not fully invested. It's but a lot of fun. I, I know what's going on. I know some names. I watch here and there. Um, I will say, I think Micah Parsons was Penn State Wrestling's biggest fan. Um, if you Absolutely. saw his, his Instagram live during the NCAAs was incredible. He's just <laughs> screaming at the TV. He's like, let's go! Let's go! Like he, and him and Bo Nickler are pretty good friends. Yeah, yeah. And he's and like on campus, you know, he, he was always hyping up uh, Roman Bravo Young, a bunch of those guys to like see him screaming at his TV was pretty pretty awesome. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, another auxiliary sport, as we'll say. You're not auxiliary sports. All sports matter. Come on. Uh, um, that sounded awful. Um, let's go to basketball. Actually, I think um, I'll, I'll add in one little tidbit on um, – I don't know if you could call it wrestling, but um, 
Bo Nichols' wife, Maddie Nickel, just because she's a track and field athlete, um, just won a Big Ten championship. Hey, shout out Maddie Nichols. So, pretty awesome. Shout out, yeah. Love it. Um, all right, two time Big Ten champion. Sorry. Two time. Two time Big Congrats Ten. Congrats to Maddie Nichol. Congrats, Maddie Nichol. Um, let's finish up with basketball. Obviously, this season was. Reckless, to say the least. Uh, Pat Chambers let go mid-season, I think it was. Um, before the season. Was it before? I couldn't shortly remember. Shortly before. Was, okay, shortly before the season, Pat Chambers gets let go for an incident that had happened um, a while back with, with some comments that he made, but obviously did not go over well with many, many people. Um, it, it's kind of weird because from what we can tell, most of the players were pretty vocal in their support for him. Uh, Lamar Stevens has tweeted a lot about him. Um, even some of the guys that were on the team this year um, seemed to be upset that he was let go. Again, like the, the comments that he made were not, um, they, they were racially insensitive. They weren't, you know, acceptable by any means, but it seemed like, and I'm not, I'm not speaking for anyone here, but it seemed like internally the team still wanted him there and kind of, at least they had come to some sort of agreement, forgiveness, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, um, you know, if these guys who are on the team, who know Pat Chambers, who know the player in question, and who know the comments and the context, and are mostly young African American guys, like young black guys, yep. yep. If they're telling me that they're okay with it, I'm not going to sit here and be like his comments are unacceptable. Like, who am I to contradict them on that opinion? My yeah. honest, my honest take on the situation is. You know, Penn State was looking to get rid of Pat Chambers. He's been there for a decent amount of time. And the, you know, the program has definitely gotten better, but seems to have underperformed. Um, You know, even last season, you look at them, they were going to make the NCAA tournament, but quite honestly, they had a real issue of that team towards the end of the season, not performing as well, and also really giving away leads after the first half. They they were a team that really struggled to finish with leads. Um, and you saw it again a little bit this season. So I, you know, I get it. And I, I think they're, they're higher. I think it's probably going to be a great coach. Uh, but I think they probably just wanted to get rid of Pat Chambers and this was an excuse to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely possible. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. Cause like take COVID away and like they make the NCAA tournament. Like you're not going to fire a coach after you make the NCAA tournament for the first time in X amount of years. Right. So y- your point it's might be very valid. as like a traditionally not good basketball. Sport. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So your, your point might be very valid in that. Like this was a reason I think too, though, I think if this is, and we're not going to get like political or, or any deep on this at all here, but like, this is really what the quote unquote cancel culture is. Like when everyone wants to complain about things being canceled or people losing jobs or this and that, the other more often than not, it is not like someone who's actually offended saying this person needs to go. It's someone else who's saying, I think people are going to offended. So I'm going to make a decision on behalf of those people. And that seems to be what Sandy Barber did, where she said, I'm going to get ahead of this. People are going to be offended. People are going to be upset. I don't want any backlash. I don't want any bad press, blah, 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 blah. And tried to get ahead of it, but didn't actually assess the situation in house and ended up with a bunch of pissed off players, many of which who have entered the transfer portal and left, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. That's I sort mean, of almost the, I think the entire starting lineup entered the transfer portal. Yes. And I think two of them have come back. I think so. So th- this John is where Harris has come back. I know Harris that. back. Um, was it Isaiah Brockington came back and then now is back in the portal? 
yeah, it's a little confusing. Yeah. So let's let's start with coaching. So obviously we had an interim coach all year. Uh, Ferry, Jim Ferry, is it? Yeah. Tim it was, Ferry, I think Jim coach. Yeah. yeah Jim. Um, Jim Ferry um, seemed seemed to be somewhat liked and respected by the team, but like I think the damage had been done. They were pissed the Chambers was gone. They were pissed how the yeah. administration had handled it. So no matter what coach they brought in, no matter if they made Ferry the permanent coach, I think this was going to happen regardless. But they do need to bring someone in. They bring in Micah Shrewsbury, um, who was an assistant at Purdue, I believe, um, and comes in with some some glowing recommendations from people that he's worked with, including Brad Stevens, who's the head coach at uh, Boston Celtics right now, not at of the Boston Celtics right now. Um, yeah, like you said, seems like seems like a great hire. Um, this seems like a home run hire for a program like ours that is not highly touted, and he seems like a guy who probably you know maybe in a couple of years could have gone to like a very good school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shout out to our friend of the program, Tony Black, um, who pointed out, um, I believe this is, this is the case. I, I've done enough research that I think this is right. Um, with this hiring, Penn state is now the only power five program uh, with black head coaches for both football and basketball. So obviously it's, it's, it's almost weird because of like the way that Chambers was, was fired because of racial things and this, that, the other, like, again, you're not saying he was hired because he was black, but it is weird to come full circle of like, Oh, that happened. And then now also this is happening. It's like, you want to celebrate that. You want to celebrate the, like all of that, but like, I don't know, I'm rambling and I'm not, I don't know. Anyway, it's very cool. (laughs) And I'm glad, glad to have him on board. Um, I think it also speaks to how good he is that, you know, basically the entire starting lineup transfers out and possibly two of them have come back since he's been hired. Makes yeah. me think he's talked to these guys and impressed them at the very Of course. Least. Of course. And like I said, I, th- I think, I think these guys were going to go into the transfer portal regardless of any decision just because they were pissed. Um, but yeah, it was that day that I think like six or seven of them were in the portal. It was Myron Jones, Jamari Wheeler, uh, Zion Brockington, John Harrer, Trent Buttrick, who I don't think was like a starter. Um, and maybe one other, I don't know. Um, but if we talk about actual guys who have left, uh, Myron Jones goes to Florida, uh, Jamari Wheeler to Ohio State, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and Isaiah Brockington had initially said he's coming back, but then recently said, uh, I'm still considering and I'm still thinking about it and I, I need to go elsewhere. So I think he's going elsewhere. I don't think he's landed anywhere yet, uh, but has, has had conversations and, and talked to a lot of coaches. Um, what's, what's your take on the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I was really hoping Isaiah Brockington would come back, and I got real excited when I found out that, you know, first thought he was, uh, he'd be a great piece to come back. And, you know, you want to keep as many guys as possible because, you know, in a sport where six guys play, having four of them leave is just a huge hit to a new coach. Yeah. Uh, So I think you're really going to have to give Shrewsbury some, like, some leash when he gets hired. Yeah. I'm talking you – before you really evaluate his results at all, he's got to have like four years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you need to, I mean, and basketball is such a weird sport where like your recruiting classes are like two or three guys. Like your hit rate has to be so high to like be productive. And like basketball is also a sport where like, you know, the, I mean, it's the same as football. The top guys go to the same programs, but like you're, Dukes, your Kentuckys, your you know the, the Michigan States of the world, like you're, it's, the it's top top players un, are going to unbalanced in basketball. Yes. yes. Um, um, so yeah, Mike is Mike Shrewsbury is going to need several years before you can truly yeah. evaluate. But it. I'm super excited about John Harris coming back. I mean, even you know he's not a superstar. He's not going to go to the NBA, but yeah. he's like a heart and soul of the team kind of guy. He's a great rebounder. He you know he you know put out putting out statements about how much he loves Penn State. 
He's yep. a guy you want on that team. He's a culture guy. He's a hard worker. He's a good – he's a very good role player that I'm, you yeah. know, we're excited to have back. Yeah, definitely. He's back. I think Seth Lundy is back, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else is back. There's a couple other guys. But, and again, other looking – Other than that, I think the big thing to talk about is Jamari Wheeler to Ohio State. I think that's – Of course. That's the hot topic here. The the Twitter verse like was the Twitter verse was screaming. Um, people saying how disrespectful it was. How dare you go to an arch rival? This uh, like don't ever come back here. We don't care about you. Shut the fuck up. This is a kid playing a game, trying to go to the NBA. Our school fucked him over. Our school put him in a bad position. He is now putting himself in a position to get to his end goal, to where he thinks he has the best chance to go to the NBA. I have no allegiance. I have no care that he's going to Ohio State. Like, yeah, does it suck? Do I wish he went somewhere else? Sure. But like, one, we're not good enough in basketball for you to care. Hell, in football, in football, if someone went Penn State to Ohio State, I'd be pissed. But even so, I'd be like, well, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. If, if Lance Dixon went to Michigan, I would be like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to root for you when we play each other, but do you, man. You got to do what you got to do. Um, like, I, I don't know. I don't see it as, like, a true rival. And we've beat Ohio State a couple times, like, the last couple of years as, like, crazy underdogs. Like, that's fun. That's exciting. Who gives shit? Like, if he wants to go play there, let him be happy. I hope he does well. I hope he goes to the NBA. I don't care. End of rant. I have a bit of a different take on I'm it. I'm sure you do, and that's why we work um, well together. And – you know, I, I think I could see his situation really being the exception because of the way it all happened. Like, this would be the one time where I go, I can kind of excuse this because of how much you disagree with the way the administration handled this. Okay. But, like, you know, in the situation, like, say Lance Dixon had gone to Michigan and you say, like, I'm not going to root for you when we play each other. I always root for our transfers. If you go to a rival of ours, I'm not only am I not going to root for you when you play each other. I, I'm going to actively root against your success for the rest of your career. I, like, I'm, I'm being totally honest with you. I, I know you I, are. And th- maybe I'm soft. I, maybe I'm soft. I get that. I, you know, it, it's one thing if it's like if you're one of these players where, where it's a playing time thing and you're not going to see the field. But if, if you have produced on our team, if you've gotten your shot and you decide in whatever sport that you're going to Michigan, to Ohio State especially, I, I – I, for person, like if you sat down with me as a person and told me like, Hey, this is the best chance for my success. You know, for, I would be like, yeah, I get it. I understand that on a personal level, but I'm telling you as a sports fan, I hope that you fail. I listen, I hear you. I understand you. And I, and I, I truly understand the reasoning and the logic of it all. Like uh, I hope yeah. your team loses every game. Yeah. That's, I get you. That is what I hope for the future. I'm, oh. I'm, I am picking up what you're putting down. Uh, and again, I am a little bit soft on this. I think two things. One, I've come so full circle on this, or maybe I've come 180. If I came full circle, I'd come exactly where I was. Uh, I've gone so 180 on this back in the day of like, uh, this is a side conversation, but like, should you pay the players? Yes or no. Like I was so adamantly against it. And now I'm like, yes, fuck yeah. Fuck the NCAA. Absolutely pay them transfers i was so against it a while ago i was like no don't transfer that's dumb now i'm like who gives a shit like it's bound to happen like this is supposed to be part of the evolution of the game um so i think i'm just i'm so like anti-establishment in a sense that like i'm like dude transfer wherever the hell you want like yes it stings that you go to a rival school i hate that we lost justin fields and he ended up at ohio state even though that's not a direct comparison i hated it hated it like i still kind of subconsciously rooted for him to be honest when we weren't playing each other um 
which is dumb and stupid and doesn't make sense because I'm a diehard Penn State fan. The other part and the final part I'll say, uh, the reason I have a problem with people who are so, so vocal against this, and I get where you're coming from, like the people who are on Twitter like, oh, fuck you, you have no allegiance, like don't ever show your face around here at Penn State again. If a kid from Ohio State basketball transferred to Penn State, you would well, be his we, biggest fan. Be You'd be his biggest fan. You'd that, be his that's biggest also fan. the nature of sports, though, man. That's how sure. it works. No, no, no I, I get that. And I'm, get I'm not that. saying, like, I, I'm not rooting for these guys to, like, tear their ACLs or something. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I'm not, like, wishing active harm on you. But, like, yeah, but if you're wishing him to be bad, you're ruining his, his chance at a, a professional career. So my point being that, that is true. If, if an Ohio State player came – But it's because of your performance, your, not because of uh, Sure, part. sure. I get, I get it. I get it. If an Ohio State basketball player came to Penn State, you, as that person who – just knocked on Jamari Wheeler, you are not allowed to root for that Ohio State. You can root for everyone else on the Penn State team, but you, when he gets the ball in your hands, in his hands, you have to say, I hope he misses. Because listen, you, listen, you, 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 questioned, you questioned Jamari Wheeler's allegiance. You said, how could he? You questioned his character. You told him he sucks. The Ohio State guy is the same thing. How can you trust him? He has no allegiance. He has no loyalty to Ohio State. Us now, though. Yeah, I fuck mean, you, man. <laughs> Greg, Greg Kirkfleet, Penn State wrestling transferred from Ohio State. I fucking love him now. Or, if, and this, if one listen, of our starters transferred to like transferred to Iowa, one of our wrestling starters, I would hate that kid. I get it. Straight I up. totally, totally get it. I fully understand it. I just, I don't know. I'm getting soft in my old age. And I, I can't bring myself to do I it. I also, I understand, like, there's a part of me that goes like, yeah, of course you're wrong. Yeah. But yeah. like sports is for being emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very what true. being this a sports is... fan is. It's an emotional business. I'm not yeah. a GM. I don't have to be logical. I'm a you're, fan. Listen, I'm you're a hundred percent. This was always the question. Like when we were kids, like I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Um, it was like, if Manny Ramirez was on the Yankees or if David Ortiz was on the Yankees, would you root for him? I'm like, well, yeah, of course. I want the guy to hit home yeah. runs. Yeah, like, I don't, we found out like, when Johnny like Damon came. Exactly. Exactly. So like, I get it. I understand it. Sports is emotion. Sports is with your heart. And like, yeah, real talk. And maybe this is just because I'm not as invested in basketball. Like if, I don't know if Trace, like one of my favorite players, if Saquon, one of my favorite players, like went to Ohio State, I would be fucking pissed. But like at my core, I just, I don't know. I love these guys too much where like either I love you too much that I'm going to root for you anyway, or I'm not nearly invested in you enough that like, I just, I'm not going to care. So either way, I still end up on the same side. It would, it would almost be worse with one of those guys though. Cause there is like such a, when you're a great player, man, you become like one of like, man, we love yeah. you. Like you're one of our mm-hmm. guys. Absolutely. And it feels like a, and again on a personal level there's in no way should this kid gamble his future on on what i feel emotionally sure of course feels like you're being betrayed yeah and to and to the penn state faithful to the basketball guys who are there front row every time the legion of blue all those people yeah this probably feels like a a a knife in the back like i get that um but i just like like, i don't know I'll, i'll put it this way Boo the shit out of Jamari Wheeler when he comes to Penn State. Sure, sure. But don't, like, throw stuff at him. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I am good with that. I am good with that. I'm not going to beat this horse anymore. Yeah. Don't, okay don't look that. for him walking around State College to, like, assault him in an alley, you know? Just yes. boo him. <laughs> listen, listen. Here, here at No Names Hall Game, we do not condone looking for transfers that went to rival schools to beat them up in alleys, okay? We don't exactly. condone it. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. We could, we could beat this to death for hours. I see what you're saying. I understand it personally. I just don't care that much. Um, but again, this is, this is the world we live in for college athletics. And I think over the next couple of years, it's just going to get crazier. Like this is, this is the changing of the guard. This is like the old man yelling at the cloud of in baseball, but they don't want a universal DH and they don't want the unspoken rules of, of, you know, you can't 
hit a home run when you're up 15 to four relevant mm. topics here. Yeah. Um, the, the, the game is going to change. The, the game is going to change. The old heads who love Penn state football, who love Penn state basketball um, are going to be upset at some things and that's going to happen, but that's, it's the evolution of sports as we know it and it's bound to happen. So my advice, embrace the change, get on board with it, learn how we can use it to our advantage. AKA James Franklin bringing in five transfers. Uh, Shrewsbury has brought in some transfers. You have to, you have to fucking put a team on the court. So it's going to happen. It sucks a little bit, but um, that's all I got. Wrestling, shout out. Love you guys. Amazing. Basketball, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what to think, but it's going to be interesting. Um, I have pretty high hopes for because, again, I really like this guy. Yeah. Gary, from what I've heard of yeah, him. Yeah. Comes from, like, Purdue, right? I think, I think he was an assistant at Purdue, yeah. And which is, like, I mean. They've been notoriously a, good. Yeah, and notoriously good with the inhibitance of having to let in some really – academically like inclined people <laughs> yeah yeah oh you fuck you're smart and you gotta play basketball yeah. damn <laughs> nice one um all right i think that's all we got we're rambling there's a long yeah. ass episode if it's one maybe these are peppered in at the ends of other episodes we're not sure um but it's good to be back like i said um we're happy to be here we're gonna do some more off-season stuff before uh summer rolls around um any last words pat i think that's all i got no that's all i got thanks for coming out guys Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear. And as always, we are.